0: This is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Sabbath Sunday. We are here and in our homes. I know we're here in Memphis Tabernacle in our lobby and uh, we're so excited to be here together but we want to ask you of course this is Tiffany and I and we probably know you and uh, but if we don't we would love to meet you we're the senior pastors here at Memphis Tabernacle we've been a church for about uh, a little over two years and um, I know COVID's hit we don't have our masks on right now but we're married so I think we're I think we're okay but um this has been a crazy year in 2020, and we just wanted to have a conversation today uh, closing this year rather than to have a you know a typical teaching or message, but we wanted to go over some things that the Lord's been putting on our hearts uh, to close this year and just talk with you as a church family. And uh, as you're in your homes with maybe your pajamas on, maybe with some family on, uh, family around, we just invite you to take these next few minutes and and listen to our hearts, listen to the Word of God, and let it encourage you on this last Sunday of the year going into a new Sunday. Uh, we're about to turn a new page. In fact, that's a message that I'm going to be starting a new series called uh, It's Time to Turn the Page. And that's what we're about to do is turn the, turn the page. But there's a way to go into uh, one year, and, or actually come out of one year and go into a new year. And it's not just fall out of a, a year, but go into a new year. But God has a transition plan. And that's what he wants to do. He wants us to have a transition plan. And so this is a good year. Let's believe together for it. And that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. But uh, let's read Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6 through 7. If you have your Bibles, you can just open them right there. But we're going to read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. We've been reading the Christmas story all month. But this says again, for unto us, comes from Isaiah, a child is born Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called, and he actually gives several names here. He says, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and we really want to focus on this word today, Prince of Peace. His name will be called, and one of the names is Prince of Peace. He says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end, And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Let's pray with you as we open the word together. Would you pray for us,
1: Tiffany? Yes. Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you, God, for this promise, Lord, to be the Prince of Peace. Thank you for sending Jesus. Lord, thank you for the, that you are the hope of the world. Lord, thank you that with you, we can do all things. Thank you that in you, Lord, is the fullness of life. And so today, God, we give you our hearts once again, Lord, fresh and new today. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives, Lord. And we pray that you would make yourself so real to us as our Prince of Peace today. Lord, we thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. We all said, amen. Amen. And sure. amen. Yeah, as David said, um, thank you so much for for just joining us today and welcoming us into your home this morning. Uh we, we hope that you all had a wonderful Christmas and that you're gonna have a wonderful New Year's this this week. But um, and we've been praying for you and we'll continue to pray blessing and I think peace over your life as we as we do ours. But this year has we've said it all year. It's truly been a year like no other year. I think that word unprecedented <laughs> has been used, overused. <laughs> and I was like, I don't ever want to hear that word again. Unprecedented is like, duh. no, I'm just kidding. But, um, but it's really been a, a, quite a year for so many people. And um, and I, and I think, like, when you do talk to people and, and you do just ask them, you know, what has this year been like for you? So many people have different, you know, answers and responses. But everybody across the board that I've talked to, which has been quite a few people, but it's been a hard year for them. Yeah. It, it might come with some different challenges, but, you know, there, it, there's been unrest and there's been loneliness and there's been sorrow. Uh, there's been fear. Um, and you know, I was just thinking about what's the opposite of peace. Like what are we experiencing and have we experienced this year the opposite of peace and what is that? And so much of the time we think the natural thing would be like war. You think of like war, but it's more than that. The opposite of peace is fear. Mm. It's really fear. It's, it's this, this root that, takes place in our lives that steals our peace and robs our peace. Um, war is many times a response to fear, whether defensively or offensively, like you're trying to protect something or you're, you know, protecting them from doing something. Um, but this, this, there's a war over our peace and there has been this year. Um, You know, John ten nine through 10 says, uh, Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. But the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The Zoe, the life of God, the fullness of God, that's the life that Jesus paid to give us. But this enemy doesn't even come except to kill, steal, and destroy. So you always know when there is an absence of peace right. that the enemy is there trying to steal it from us. He's trying to He's trying to take our peace away from us because he's trying to separate us from the giver of life
0: and when you see his name will be called wonderful counselor and he says his name will be called the prince of peace and he says i came that they may have life and have it to the full or have it abundantly part of the life of jesus part of his life that he came to bring to us was to bring us peace and we've had a heck of a year (laughs) that some people would say it's the opposite of peace But during this, you know, it's not this Christmas season, but during this whole end of the year season, we just finished Christmas and we're going into a new year. It's something that God really wants us to receive his peace that only he could bring. Isn't that right?
1: That's right. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of, you know, our circumstances that are screaming sometimes at us, you know, that life is falling apart you know, and this is what Jesus said to his disciples in the boat when they're crossing the sea and they were in a terrible storm and the (laughs) disciples were freaking out, but Jesus was sleeping. He's sleeping in the back because he came out and he's like, why are you guys worrying? And he just said to the storm, what do you say? He said, peace, be still. And I believe that's what Jesus is coming and saying to us is like, don't look at the storm. Don't look at the wind and the waves and all this stuff that the enemy would try to beat you up with and beat you down with. But let Jesus, the Prince of Peace come and say, peace, be still in our lives, because that is a promise. You know, this word peace right here, where it's Prince of Peace is the Hebrew word shalom and shalom Literally means completeness, soundness, welfare, without any deficiency or lack. I just cannot even think of an English word <laughs> that encompasses Shalom, the shalom of god it um appears in the Bible total three hundred and twenty nine times, so it is it means Something very significant if it's 329 times. And in the Bible. if
0: there's something I could think of that people need right now, yes. Yes. you know, maybe not everyone would know that they need Jesus, yeah. but they need peace. Yes. You know, awesome, in fact, right? uh, you know, pray for world peace, people will say, you <laughs> know, it's popular. But uh, people are looking for peace, not just world peace that we'd get along with one another, but that we'd have peace inside of our souls. So you can't fake that. You know, either you have it or you don't. And one of the names of Jesus is peace. So when we have Jesus in our hearts, we have peace inside of our hearts. The peace of God is different, though, than the peace of the world. Uh, Share with us.
1: Yeah, it is. um, Biblical peace, biblical peace, right? Of God is more than just the absence of conflict, problems, or trouble, Mm -hmm. right? It's... The biblical peace is taking action to restore a broken world, a broken situation, something that is lacking in our lives. When Jesus comes and says, Prince of Peace, it's a peace that the world cannot give us. And how much money do we spend? How much time do we spend? How many resources do we use to try to find peace? You know, I just think of like, all the drugs that people take, all the, you know, different, um, exercises, which are all great, but like, you know, there's yoga and all these different things that people are seeking. They go on vacations, they go on this because they're seeking this inner peace right. that only Jesus can bring us.
0: And they always come up void. if That's they don't right. Have the Lord.
1: That's right. Always. Yeah. It's yeah. never going to bring the full shalom of God. It can't yeah. because only Jesus can, because he's the Prince of Peace. That's right. and he so, fills in all those yeah. gaps yes, he does. and all
0: those, you said wholeness yes. and completeness yes. to all the brokenness and such. Also, Uh, Peace is the fruit of the spirit. Yes, it is. It would be like you would say part of your DNA Mm -hmm. as a a human being, but part of your spiritual DNA. The Bible says that the fruit or the DNA of the spirit is love, is joy, is peace, which means that we don't even need to pray for peace if we're born again in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Inside of us, we carry the peace of God. That's right. But we do need to tap. We do need to recognize it just Mm -hmm. like you recognize a muscle or you recognize an attribute about Mm -hmm. your life. You recognize peace and you grab onto it and tap into it and hold onto it. And that's what we need to do.
1: That's right. And just, you know, it's more than like the world's idea of peace, of like this inner tranquility or like, you know, this state that we find ourselves in. No, it's wholeness. Right. It's the whole abundant life that Jesus paid to give us. And so I know we're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk ways. about
0: three three ways to hold yes. on to your peace. Yeah. Three ways to hold on to your peace. And point number one is this, uh, put on love. Put on love. I know when you first think of that, put on love, you think, well, what does love have to do with peace? But let us read this scripture, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 17. It says this, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, putting up with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Listen, verse 14, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. Notice above all these things, put on love and let the peace of God rule. They go together. Put on love and let the peace of God. So point number one is to put on the love of God. Notice that putting on love is a commandment here. It's something that he tells us to do. I I remember when we first moved from Southern California, sunny Southern California to Memphis, that uh, we didn't realize the weather. When they said, you know, it's cold, hey, it's going to be cold here. I thought, ah, I, you know, I've had cold. I understand cold. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, and I said, they said, do you have a jacket? You know, people would ask me. I said, yeah, I have a jacket. I had like a windbreaker jacket, like something that w- wasn't wasn't a real jacket. But I remember getting up one morning, our very first winter, and taking our boys to school. And I was driving along, and I'm thinking, it is freezing out here. And, uh, and I looked down and I had like a, a t-shirt on, I had a pair of shorts on, I had some flip-flops on. And I looked at the temperature in my car and it said it was like 20 degrees. And I thought, oh man, I thought I had a jacket, I thought I knew what cold was, but I needed to put on my jacket. In order to uh, get warm, I had to go buy a jacket and I had to put the thing on in order to cover me. See, that's what the jacket does, it covers you from the cold. When the Bible says above all these things, put on love, he's saying it's an intentional decision. Some people, if you want to be the man and not put on a coat, then stay cold. If you want to be, you know, have that, carry that arrogance or something and and say, I don't need to put on love. Well, then carry the pressure carry the lack of peace, carry the, the, you know, the, the heavy burden on you. But what does the Bible said above all these things put on like, just like a coat, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And then let the peace of God rule your heart. you have something to say? That's
1: right. And uh, I mean, love is really the gateway to our peace, right? It's like, you cannot have peace without really walking in love and putting it on, like when you and I get into a disagreement uh-huh. <laughs> or we, you know, or we argue about something, it's like the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I think it's for a reason because it steals our peace yes, it does. when we're not walking in love. It's yeah. going to steal something because it's not of God. It's not from him. You think him. you won,
0: but you lost. You lost. Right.
1: Because, you know, anytime you're you're walking in unforgiveness or anytime you're walking in dissension or strife, love's not in operation. So that's why it's like, it makes sense. You have to put it on. It's not something that's our natural tendency to do. Our natural tendency is to, you know, is to totally defend ourselves or to, you know, my way, my way, my way. But which is pride. Yeah.
0: Protecting yourself yeah. and thinking you're going to get something but yeah. you may get have your way but you lost your peace. You
1: lost your peace. You lost your yeah.
0: your tranquility, you lost yes. your settleness on the yeah. inside. Yeah.
1: And without, you know, the peace of God, it says, "And let the peace of God rule in your hearts." To rule is to lead, govern, direct. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts that there's a, that, that is what's supposed to be governing our hearts, not this selfish and all these selfish thoughts and all this, you know, selfish stuff, but letting the peace of God rule our hearts so, is what changes the world around us. So if you us.
0: don't have peace, yeah. then not only do you not have a settledness, but you don't have direction nope. in your life. How can, if peace leads you That's right. and you don't have peace, right. not only are you not settled yeah. on the inside yes. but you you don't know where you're going yeah. so it actually brings confusion which right. leads to more unsettledness yeah. and more wrong decisions right. and things like that so this but this putting on love yeah. coupling with peace and having peace in your heart together they do go together which i know they do I mean, go we together. could do
1: so many examples of put on love but i think we have to keep moving yeah. <laughs> down our points but like I, there's so many personal stories i could share about, you know, the, the not putting on love and it not working and putting on love and it working, you know? So, all right. Number two.
0: So second of all, uh, why don't you say this one? Yeah. Number two.
1: So number two is rejoice.
0: Rejoice. In the Lord. In the Lord. Always. Say it with us. Rejoice Rejoice in in the Lord.
1: Lord Always. always.
0: Philippians four, you know it. Verse 4, it says, Rejoice or be happy in the Lord always. And in case you didn't catch it, again I say, Rejoice. He says, Let your gentleness be made known to all men. Do you notice that when your heart doesn't rejoice, the root word for rejoice is joy. When your heart doesn't have joy, you start to get rough with people. You start to get short with people, cold with people, curt with people. And you don't, uh, you don't, you're not gentle. And so he says, let your gentleness be made known to all men for the Lord is at hand and be anxious for nothing. The the word anxious and anxiety goes together. He's saying we shouldn't be stressed about anything. We shouldn't have anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus well how do we rejoice in the lord always first of all is joy is another fruit of the spirit yes. the fruit of the spirit is love and joy we have to carry joy on the inside and when we have stress or pressure it we don't care, we don't walk in joy because we don't have obstacles mm-hmm right? I mean, you're going to have stuff, the righteous, it rains on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. So all of us, the stuff hits the fan, so to speak, and something like that, right? It hits the fan, and you're going to go through stuff, but you got to carry your joy on the inside. And the Bible says uh, here, don't stress about anything, but pray about everything. Bring it by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Let your request be made known to God. And the result of it, how you know you're doing it the right way, is that the peace of God, which passes those thoughts that you might want to cuss someone out today because of what happened, it passes all those thoughts. It passes your understanding or the understanding of thinking, I'm stressed out because life's about to go downhill and I'm about to lose my job and I'm about to, you know, I don't know what to do in this circumstance. I should be stressed out. Mm Well, no, be anxious for nothing. That's right. But instead, what should we do? Trust in the Lord. Yeah. Carry the joy of the Lord yeah. on the inside. Rejoice in the Lord always.
1: Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that, um, well, it's just like, whew, it's, it's so good that prayer and depending on God and you know, letting your request be made known to God with thanksgiving leads you into peace. Right? So it's like, God, I'm dependent on you. I'm looking to you. And the Bible says, and the peace of God, which goes beyond my understanding. Like you can't figure it out with your head because he comes and brings his peace and it guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. That next verse, it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So, so it's things. not saying
0: that's all the things that come up. It's saying if bad comes, good comes. That's right. Bad reports come, good report Choose the good report to think about. That's right. If the unjust and the just, don't think about the unjust because it's more attractive, so to speak, to think about the bad news. Right. But he's saying, think about the good stuff. And when you think about the good stuff, what happens in your heart, right? Yeah,
1: it changes. And the peace of God comes, guards your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And, you know, it's counterculture, Cultural to to do this. Like it's it's really like we're so inundated with the news and social media and just all these things. And I know that I myself can get wrapped up in, you know, just watching the news or watching what's going on or watch trying to, you know, find out all these different things, all these different angles of what they believe or and they believe. In it. Just right? so right. we're so inundated. Thinking the
0: information's gonna help you.
1: Yeah, we're so inundated with information. And this was, you know, Sunday the Lord reminded me of like, what are you meditating on? Like, what are you setting your mind on? Because that's going to be a result of whether you have the peace of God or not is what you're meditating on. If you're feeling, cause you know what the reality is? The news, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It's, it's, it's usually
0: bad news, right? Yeah. And, time, but, right? but I'm
1: saying it's not something that you build your life on. Right. Jesus said, I'm the way. Right the truth and the life. And so what we need to be filling our hearts and minds with is the truth of what God said, what his word says and what we're supposed to be doing with it and why we're here on this earth. I mean, there's just such a bigger picture. And so I know from my own, you know, heart and life that I have to like, just turn it all off sometimes and say, Lord, I, I need your truth. I need you to, I got to meditate on, What the real truth really is, which is what he said. Sometimes
0: turn off the news. Yeah. Especially if you find yourself not rejoicing in the Lord. Yes. Sometimes we just have to turn off that information or not talk to that person who's pessimistic and always has the negative side of things. Yeah. Sometimes just say, hey, I need to shut that off and I need to keep joy in my That's heart. Right. Why? Because if we don't carry joy in our hearts, yes. we'll lose peace. That's right. If you don't carry the love of God, you'll lose your peace. If you don't carry the joy of God, yes. you'll lose your peace. And then number three is this. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Yes. Don't be afraid. Keep fear out. If there's one thing that will grip your peace, it'll be fear. It's like walking down a dark alley and you don't... Uh, you don't know who's there, or you don't know who's going to jump out, and you've seen these movies or things, yeah. and all of a sudden, you don't have any calm on the inside. Your adrenaline's pumping, your uh, your blood pressure's probably, you know, going high, because you don't carry peace. Don't be afraid. In fact, that's what Jesus said. He said, do not be afraid. Do not worry about your life. When the angels came and visited, you know, they'd say, do not be afraid, I think that's a big message of the Lord is don't be afraid. Don't carry fear. In the scripture here that Jesus uh, said, you want to read that? Sure. Uh,
1: In John 14, 27, it says, Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid jesus you know i love that he said my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you cuz the world's peace is not real peace right they'll take right. it'll it'll be taken away from you like that it, it's deceiving
0: so it's so it's not just peace
1: yeah
0: it's his peace yes right? It's not it's just the real re- stuff. Let's resolve conflict, right. but it's his peace. That's right. right.
1: That's right. That's right. And then John 16:33 says, and Jesus said this, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I just, this is like a scripture that I love so much because you know, Jesus saying like, you're going to go through stuff. We're going to go through the storms of life. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have stuff that not only comes against our lives, but you know, you're going to feel some of it. You're going to feel it. But he said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Like it's already done. When Jesus died on that cross, it, he said something that's so much more powerful than we even can comprehend. He said it is finished because he overcame death, hell and the grave for us so that we could walk in victory on this earth and, and really be his light to the world around us and be Jesus to the world around us. But he is our peace in the midst of the storm. He gives us his peace. It's a promise, and so I just know that no matter what we're, you know, walking into with a new year and what we've walked out of this year, that I, I believe there's a, even a stronger call to us as His kids, as His children, to, to hold our peace. And to say, thank you, God, to, to say, thank you, God, for your peace, it, it, it passes my understanding because, you know, of the circumstances that are around us, you know, our natural, our natural uh, response is not the peace of God, but we don't live in the natural. We live walking in the spirit. And so we have the peace of God in operation in our lives, and it is a promise. Yeah.
0: And when he said let not your heart be troubled. He said, my peace, I give you. Notice that Jesus carries peace. Jesus, if there was anyone, I mean, he knows everything about everything. And if there's anyone who could be stressed out about something, it would be him. But I'll tell you, he never gets stressed out. And he says, my peace, I give to you. So you don't let your heart be troubled. Do you know, he never asks us to do something that is impossible. So if he said, don't let it be in trouble, don't let your heart be in trouble, then that means we can. You can say, but I don't know what to do about fear. I don't know what to do about this. Here's what you do. You say, I'm not going to be afraid. I mean, even just say it. I'm not going to. In fact, let's say it. Can we right now? I will not be afraid. Yeah. And I think we need to say that even when we feel fear coming to us. The Bible says, God's not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. So don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I remember that uh, having our kids being raised up, And, uh, they would, you know, sometimes be asleep at night and then they'd have a bad dream or something would happen in the middle of the night and the lights would be out. And, uh, and then I'd hear them, you know, a call, daddy or mommy. And then I'd get up and kind of walk out. And they'd, sometimes they'd hear my presence. They'd, They'd hear my footsteps or they'd hear me coming into the room and they'd, they'd run to me. And as soon as, they came up to me and i put my arms around them you know what happened my peace i gave them they felt like i don't care what was going on they were okay because my peace i gave them i surrounded them with my arms with my peace with my love and i think that going out of this year 2020 and turning a page into next year into 2021 i think that particular picture that that's what the lord really wants to do is is maybe you've had uh, a year of fear, a year of turmoil, a year of loneliness, a year of isolation, a year of uh, confusion, and the, the Lord would want to just take his big loving arms and would want to say, come here, boy, come here, girl, and let me wrap my arms around you. Let me, let me surround you and give you my peace, but now it's up to you, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid because my peace I give you. And I, you know, I speak that right now over every person that's experiencing any type of confusion, loneliness, isolation, uh, lack of direction, depression, oppression, even things that you feel bondage or things that you've uh, partaken of that you don't, you know it's not you, it's not what you want, and you're going into a new year and you're saying, is this going to be just another year? Let me tell you, it's not going to be because why Jesus says, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, so let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Just to recap on this, if in order to have the peace of God, Mm -hmm. in order to hold on to the peace of God, number one, you have to hold on to love. Number two, You have to rejoice in the Lord. You have to keep your joy. And then number three, at all costs, don't be afraid. Why? Because we have the love of God. We have the peace of Jesus in our lives that he offers every single one of us. And, and I want us to pray right now as we close and uh, go back into one final worship song here at the end. But before we do, would you do this with us just right where, the, where you are, whether you're in the living room or whether you're with someone else right now, would you just block them aside? And would you take your own heart, your own mind, your own self, and just put it in the hands of the Lord uh, for just a moment? And let's receive the peace of God. Can we do it? And I'm going to pray for you. And then, Tiffany, would you close us in prayer? Lord, we receive. Would you say this with me? Lord, I receive the peace of God into my heart. Lord, I receive your rest. I receive your shalom right now. Anything that's broken, anything that's missing, anything that's hurting right now, I receive, Lord, the peace of God to bring healing and hope into my life, into my family. And, Lord... I hold on to love right now. Can I pray with you about that? If you have anything, any unforgiveness against someone, would you just say right now, Lord, I forgive yes. that person, someone that comes to mind, maybe from years ago, maybe from last week. Just say, God, I forgive them. It's not worth it. I let them go. Things this year that happened, I forgive myself this year. Lord, And I let it go and I hold on to the love of God. Would you say this today? I take the love of God inside of me today. And I thank you for your love. And then let's say, Lord, I rejoice in the Lord always. Let's say that together. I rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Lord, I I cast all my cares over on you, all worry, all confusion, all distress, all anxieties, Lord. Even things that don't make sense, God, I come and I give them over to you. And I say that I trust you today with my heart, with my life. And Lord, I, I, I take on today. I let my mind think about things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report. Just say that right now. Lord, I think about peaceful things. I think about pure things. I think about uh, things that are right and just. I, I think about the good things of God, the goodness of God, and I'm thankful today, and I rejoice in the Lord. And then, Lord, lastly today, I will not fear. I will not fear today. Pray, pray that yes, last Lord. point with us.
1: Yes, Lord, we thank you that fear thank has you. no place in our lives. No we will not fear because we put all of our trust in you, Lord. Lord. We put all of our trust in you, Lord, and we thank you that you have given us your peace, your shalom, your completeness, your wholeness. Lord, we thank you that we can be of good cheer because you Overcame the world, and we have nothing to fear. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name that you have freed us from all fear, God, and that we step into this new year, God, with a, a holy boldness, Lord, to declare who you are in not only our lives, but who you want to be, Lord, to all the people around us, Lord, that your heart is on them, that you love them with an everlasting love, God. I pray that you would give us your heart. Lord, even this week as we're ending 2020, stepping into 2021, we declare a new season and a new day, God. We declare new life and fresh vision from heaven in Jesus' name from your heart, Lord. We receive all that you have for us, God. we declare restoration yes, we, do, we declare your peace over every heart peace. every life every, every family Jesus. in Jesus mighty name we thank you for it Lord and we commit our lives we commit our hearts to you Jesus yes, you rule and you we reign you, it, you rule and you thank reign you. our lives Jesus. in Jesus name